For over 45 years, people have relied on Village Green Apothecary to give them individualized nutrition, pharmacy, and healthy living products. Village Green will give you the kind of person-to-person help and attention that mass market pharmacies have long ago forgotten. You can depend on us for knowledge, experience, product selection, and a smile. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530-0800 or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. We're here to help you. Welcome, listeners, to the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary, located at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Lake, and I alternate the show with Dr. Kevin Pissarro, trying to bring you a wide variety of really good information, all about you and your health. Now, the show is streamed through myvillagegreen.com. That's myvillagegreen.com. This is a reminder that we're here every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. I'll be with you again next week discussing more topics on nutrition. Now, today we're honored to interview Dr. Martha Herbert, MD, PhD, pediatric neurologist, brain researcher, writer, speaker, and integrative systems thinker. She founded and directs the Transcend Research Program at the Martino Center for Biomedical Imaging of Massachusetts General Hospital, Harvard Medical School, MIT, and is a Harvard Medical School Assistant Professor of Neurology. Our relevant and timely subject is autism, EMFs, and brain health, from fragility to resiliency. Welcome to the show, Dr. Herbert. Thank you for having me. Well, it's an honor. I'm also honored to be a colleague uh, from time to time when we meet at meetings, and I know how well you deliver a message. So we're excited about this subject, and I think it's a it's a relatively new subject for many people. So let's get started. Could we talk about the basics of what are EMFs and RFRs uh, and what they mean? There are uh, frequencies in the, uh, in the universe that operate from very, very slow to very, very fast. And it was figured out that information can be communicated utilizing electromagnetic and radio frequency radiation. Um, it's non-ionizing. It doesn't, it's not like an X-ray or radiation from a bomb that can cause cancer directly, uh, but it, it, it has a whole lot of functions, not only because we discovered it and, and have had a communications re- revolution on the basis of it, but also because our bodies, our cells, our subcellular systems utilize these frequencies for communication. And for the first time in the history of this planet, we have superimposed on these systems built into our very cells types of frequencies that the evolutionary process has given no experience of in the past. So that's a very high-level overview of what we're talking about. Well, I think it it helps us understand what the EMF and RFRs stand for and what they are. You mentioned that they're invisible, 
but they're real. Can you expand on that? Sure. We all already know that because we turn on the radio or we turn on an old-fashioned TV that needed an antenna as opposed to a cable, Um, and we get information, but we can't feel anything. We can't see anything. I mean, some people, when they get close to the screen, don't feel comfortable, but that's a related but not the same phenomenon. So we all know that we're surrounded by, you know, we can flip the dial on the TV or the radio and get this information. And uh, we all know that we can talk to each other on the phone and we don't have any wires. So we know that something is carrying these signals in a very precise way that we don't see and hear. So it's just in a way what's surprising is that it should even matter that there should even be potential issues with this, considering that in some ways we've been living this with this for a long time. So why is this a new issue? And it is a new issue, and uh, it's getting more attention. Can we talk about the physiologic responses? What happens with the, I guess, the wrong type of EMFs, RFRs, or the intensity what does it actually do in the body? So let me digress slightly to put this in context as to how I, in particular, made sense of this for myself. I was asked, enticed, to write a paper on autism and EMF by some people who were concerned that it might be contributing to the rising numbers of people with autism And in my book, there are so many things contributing to the rising numbers that I wasn't willing to pin my hat only on this one. Um, But what really got me engaged in it was the idea that I'd been thinking a lot about toxic contributions and nutritional deficiencies and excesses and other exposures. But the idea that electromagnetic waves from the environment could go in into the brain directly confusing electromagnetic signalings signals that we use to, to organize our brains, that seemed to me a really fascinating idea. So that's how I got hooked into this issue. Um, and having just written my book, The Autism Revolution, Whole Body Strategies for Making Life All It Can Be, I just went through and marched through the impact from genetic impacts to cellular metabolism to immune system and to nervous system impacts and to how they play out in our responses to stress and the way we organize our communication and behavior and thinking. So I just marched through in a systematic bottom-up kind of a way. And what I found was that, and because I had organized things like that based on, as I said, thinking about toxics and nutrition and stress and infection. Um, I found that that framework of organizing very well organized a massive amount of literature in the EMF, electromagnetic field radio frequency radiation literature, scientific literature, because there were impacts at every single one of those levels that were that, – that, levels that were substantially documented. Is it that we're able to evaluate 
these uh, more specifically now? Do you think that's made the difference? Well, there's one of the things is that a lot of the literature is in animals or cells, mm-hmm. depending on what you're looking at. Uh, it's also true that we can measure things. I mean, there's an enormous measurement revolution going on at every level. I mean, we can get to you know, half a teaspoon of blood and measure thousands and thousands of metabolites. We can measure the brain waves in our heads, you know, 8,000 changes per second. Wow. Um, we can, most people only go down to 1,000, but you can actually get deeper, you know, quicker, finer tuned than that. We have these enormous ranges of things that we could measure that were unthinkable 20, 30 years ago and now are commonplace. Uh, so that's part of it, and um, that's a big part of it, but not the only part of it. Well, it's fascinating, and I suppose that the renewed interest in this has to do with our ability to define more closely or, or more discreetly what is actually happening. Uh, can we talk about how... It affects cell stress, cell membranes, and even the mitochondria. Yeah, I just want to add one more thing that we'll get back to later. It's partly that we can measure it, and partly that the current standards for safety were defined in 1996, a time when most of us didn't have cell phones, when children weren't walking around with cell phones, when pregnant women weren't putting laptops on their pregnant bellies, and so forth. So... Even the American Academy of Pediatrics has written two letters to the FCC, the, the Federal Communications Commission, expressing concern that we need to reevaluate based on the exponential, enormous rise in the use of these technologies. So it's a combination that we can measure and that we've, for the most part, become extremely heavy users. But, you know, that said, I think it is important to look at the cellular stress level because that's something that most of us wouldn't think about when we're on the phone or when we're typing on our computer. Um, and what, what happens is that the, the, the cell goes into a, starts to generate protective substances, like in particular Martin Blank, who recently retired from Columbia University, did research, was more prominent in the area of research on heat shock proteins, which are a part of cellular defense mechanisms to protect the cell, and they are generated, uh, and not necessarily only in relation to actual thermal or heat impact. Um, Oxidative stress is another kind of stress response, which is abundantly demonstrated. Antioxidants are things in our diet and in supplements that can protect us from oxidative stress. When we have enough of those on board, we can kind of quench the oxidative stress, but it's not helpful to have exposures to things that raise the, raise the demand for antioxidants because then it becomes easier to fall behind. So those are problems at the, at the basic cellular stress level that increase our vulnerability because we use up our resiliency resources in protecting ourselves from this to the point where we don't have as much in our so-called resiliency bank 
to protect ourselves from subsequent stressors of any kind. I love that comment on the resiliency bank. I use uh, money in the bank as uh, a, a metaphor for many of the issues that, from nutrition and this damage. I call the exposure to free radicals at a high level is very expensive to the body's yeah. supply, uh, just as you said. And we're going to carry on this conversation uh, with more good information. Folks, if you've just tuned in, you're with The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, and we're brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. I'm Dana Lake, your host for the hour. Please stay with us. We'll be right back after this break with Dr. Martha Herbert on autism, EMFs, and brain health. Solgar number no. 7 can help you feel the difference. Solgar number no. 7 actually shows improvement in joint comfort within 7 days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar number no. 7 is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar number no. 7 help to increase flexibility, mobility, and range of motion within 7 days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar number no. 7 says yes. Solgar number no. Seven, available at Village Green Apothecary. New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Whole Food Multivitamins. They are the only USDA certified organic, non-GMO verified whole food multivitamins available. They're gluten-free, certified vegan, and feature a patent-pending clean tablet technology. Kind Organics is super clean, untreated, unadulterated, and real whole food. Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics, now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Are you under a lot of stress at work? Pressure from the boss, budget cuts, impossible workloads? It can all take a serious toll on your health, but we can help. Village Green Apothecary has everything you need for a healthier lifestyle. A wide range of nutritional supplements, health-related books, and more. We've been providing customized nutrition and healthy living resources for over 45 years, and we'll take the time to advise you about your unique needs. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. Staying mentally sharp means nourishing the mind as well as the body. That's why there's new Cognisure from Metagenics. Research shows that the active natural ingredient in Cognisure supports multiple mechanisms necessary for maintaining healthy cognition and a healthy brain as it ages. Cognisure is also easy to take in delicious, chewable chocolate tablets. Have a clear and bright future by maintaining mental capacity with healthy habits and Cognisure. Remember, Cognisure for healthy brain aging support. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. Do you have unique needs that a mass market pharmacy can't handle? Village Green Apothecary can help. Maybe your doctor prescribed a special compounded formula for you, or you have concerns about allergies or dietary supplements. We invite you to talk with one of our compounding specialists today. Our team includes pharmacists, nutritionists, clinical herbalists, and naturopaths, offering customized products and personalized healthy living plans to ensure your well-being. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530- 0800 or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, listeners, to the second segment of The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. I'm Dana Lake, alternating the show with Dr. Kevin Pissarro, and we're here every Sunday morning at 10 AM. Now, today we're honored to interview Dr. Martha Herbert. She's a pediatric neurologist brain researcher, writer, speaker, and integrative systems thinker. I love that description. 
She founded and directs the Transcend Research Program at the Martinos Center for Biomedical Imaging of Massachusetts General Hospital, Harvard Medical School, MIT, and is a Harvard Medical School Assistant Professor of Neurology. And Martha... By the uh, way, I should add that I run the Higher Synthesis Health Clinic in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Excellent. Tell us a little bit about that clinic. Sure. Well, we are looking to combine the resources of different types of people. So when we talk in this show about the different levels at which electromagnetic fields and radio frequency radiation impact your cells, your tissues, your organs, your brain, we are looking to combine resources of evaluation and treatment, direct treatment at all of those levels for chronic illnesses, not just autism, but brain health and and chronic illness of various kinds, as well as helping people prevent illness in themselves and in the children they wish to have. And we're working on collecting data systematically through our clinic notes so that we can pool data. I'm a part of a group of people of different, of many practices trying to pool our data more systematically. It's a challenging process, but I think we need to do it. Well, it's so important. And you also uh, co-direct the Body Brain Resilience Center. Well, actually, the Body Brain Resilience Center has now been absorbed into higher synthesis health. Well, you have many hats, and I'm sure you'll be wearing many more. Tell us a little bit about the Documenting Hope Project. Oh, yeah. So the Documenting Hope Project is a particular intensive approach. There are so many people who have recovered from serious illnesses and on the childhood side recovered their children from a variety of epidemic chronic illnesses. One out of every two children has a a diagnosed chronic illness, which doesn't even speak to the compromised health of people children who haven't been diagnosed, and yet we see that by using careful combination of a variety of approaches, many of these people can get better. So our plan, and we're building a massive infrastructure to do this, is to do a pilot recovery of 14 children with seven different diagnoses, autism, allergies, asthma, ADHD, obesity, diabetes, and juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, which sounds obscure, but it's not so obscure, and document the process rigorously using documentary film, laboratory, and non-laboratory assessments so that we can make a case that the standard of care needs to be to aim for recovery, not just management and suppression of symptoms. And we just think it's really striking that even though so many thousands of people have recovery stories, they haven't been studied prospectively like this. And when we're done doing the pilot study, we will have an optimized computer-based system so that more and more people can participate together in this process. It's so important, the documentation, the information, the research, and I just want to put in uh, a, a note. You mentioned the paper that you wrote, 40,000 words and 560 scientific footnotes. Amazing. <laughs> and, and it's available on my website, marthaherbert.org, on publications. Yes. The, the EMF, if you go for EMF on that page, there's the original 
paper that was in the bioinitiative. Then we revised it and published it in the peer-reviewed journal Pathophysiology. And then I even have a short summary that you can read if you don't like long technical papers. Well, it's, it's elegant. It's specific. It doesn't. You did not leave any stone unturned, I'm sure. And so that's www.marthaherbert.org. Now, we've been talking about EMFs and RFRs and the exposures, what they do to the cells, stress, uh, damaging cell membranes, and creating the oxidative stress, which becomes excessive and depletes what we have as antioxidants to quench that. So let's continue that discussion of what EMFs and RFRs can do. How about the mitochondria? Yes. Because oxidative stress, when it occurs in the mitochondria, the mitochondria are these amazing little structures inside most of all of our cells that generate our energy, uh, which made it possible, you know, really for multicellular life uh, because it allowed a much using, getting much more energy out of sugar-type molecules. Um, and the, the, the chemical processes in the mitochondria occur on the membranes of the mitochondria. And as it turns out, EMFs and RFRs can really damage cellular and subcellular membranes. They can create they oxidize. They create lipid peroxidation, which is a kind of oxidative stress of the membranes, making the membrane stiff and making the, the receptors and other kinds of cellular structures that enable processes to occur to not function so well. One of the things I also learned while I was doing this was that actually mitochondria also resonate with electromagnetic frequencies of various kinds, but when they're sick or damaged, they lose their flexibility and get stuck on one really low kind of a frequency. And I didn't know that, and a lot of my friends who read my paper who know a lot about this didn't know that either. So I feel like one of the lessons from that is that we have to be humble about our technologies because our knowledge is limited by what we can perceive and what we can measure. And the, how much we measure now that we couldn't measure 20 years ago is, should be a lesson to us that there's probably a lot more that we're still not measuring. And it turns out that we can be causing damage that we don't even know how to perceive. And, and finding out that the mitochondria were bioenergetic signalers as well as chemical processors was one of those moments for me that made me humble again about how much we still don't know and how many assumptions we make about what we do that maybe are not really, I mean, just because we don't, can't measure it doesn't mean it doesn't exist is what I'm saying. Yes, well said. And I, I was trained that the mitochondria was like Fort Knox, that nothing could get through. And that certainly has been shown to not be true, and we now understand it more. It reminds me of the Semmelweis effect, that Semmelweis brought up 
too early the fact that invisible something that was invisible was causing illness. And people, doctors that washed their hands after they performed autopsies had a lower death rate when they then performed, uh, uh, helped with childbirth. So he ended up in an institution and he right. was considered a heretic. We still are doing that. Uh, well, but- <laughs> yeah, we still are doing that. I want to bring up something from what you said just a minute ago, which is people thought that mitochondria were Fort Knox. Well, people thought that the blood-brain barrier was impermeable, and they thought that you couldn't have leakiness in your gut. Yes. And so people were dismissed with the idea that, I mean, the leaky gut syndrome was considered a joke 10 years ago in the mainstream, and now intestinal permeability is being discussed all over the place. And, And also the permeability of the, the blood-brain barrier is not only established, but people are even trying to increase blood-brain barrier permeability in some technologies used to get chemotherapy into the brain for brain cancer. So, um, and, and what's ironic about that is they're actually using EMF-type radiation to do that. So you can't really say out of one side of your mouth that you're going to perform therapy for cancer in the brain using EMF, but on the other side, there's nothing to worry about because it, you can't change the blood-brain barrier using EMF. So it's, it's a really interesting contradiction going on because a lot of the arguments that people make about safety are based on beliefs about what's possible and not possible that are very medical technologies that have gone beyond. Yes, I'm so glad you defined that. It it really it really is in infancy then. We know a lot more, but what you're saying is we need to be humble because we don't know what we don't know. And that, you know, people in companies who say that we don't have to worry about cell phones because it's really safe ignore a lot of the literature and then some other division of their company is marketing products that are based on doing things that they just finished saying on the safety side were impossible. Interesting. So I see the industry is at least trying to improve safety. And I would assume that it's more because they perceive the public is now getting concerned. Yeah, what I'm hoping, I see, see the thing is that a lot of these technologies, I mean, a lot, the, the way we use these, these frequencies in the communications industry that was not uh, designed particularly with health effects in mind. But it may be possible to have a fair amount of this technology with different ranges of frequencies and different ways of doing it and still be able to have some of the benefits of the communications that have opened up from this technology. Um, but you would have to have a demand and, an, and a desire to do that. And um, the first response will be, you know, that's a lot of R&D money, and maybe we just don't want to do that. But if the demand is strong enough, perhaps we can make these systems less harmful and more helpful. Because, you know, the, one of the early figures in electromagnetic field work was the orthopedic surgeon Robert Becker, who wrote the book, The Body Electric, and he was working on bone regeneration 
using electromagnetic fields. And while at, it seemed for a while he was headed for a Nobel Prize, he eventually took a lot of criticism and uh, was deflected and, and died. But um, he did write a, an int- a book with an interesting title called Cross Currents, The Promise and Perils of Electromagnetic fields or you know so um and he was saying that there can be health benefits as well as harm and the and the real challenge is how do we move the needle over to the health side and away from the harm side boy i like that title cross currents promise and perils yeah. yes it yeah. tell, very it's that's an excellent title we were talking about the damages that EMFs and RFRs can accomplish, and I know that they affect DNA and can cause mutations. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, sure. Well, they can cause chromatin condensation, which is a sign of DNA damage. The oxidative stress can be genotoxic. Look, let me just put it bluntly. Guys, don't keep your cell phones in your pockets. You can mutate your genes, and that can get passed on to your kids. And if that's not what happens, you can get testicular cancer. And women, don't keep your phones in your bras because you can get breast cancer, which you know can arise, among other things, from the DNA damage. Definitely documented to cause DNA damage. That's important because people are not aware. I do know that in the fertility liter- literature, they mention not putting, for men, not putting the laptops on their laps uh, in order to maintain fertility. Um, you mentioned women, of course, not to put the laptop near their bellies. Uh, and I understand there's some uh, little barrier blankets that a pregnant woman right. can put on. Which is but, nice. but there's one more thing let me add. It's better if you're going to be working with it to, to keep the plug out and when you're charging it, charge it separate from when you're using it. Good advice. So charge separately. And then use it without the plug. And then the barrier will have less, you know, it's still important to have a barrier, but it will have less work to do. And, you, you know, less will leak through. Ah, Good and And also when you're carrying your baby, be careful where you're holding your cell phone. And baby monitors, my goodness, that is pulsating electromagnetic frequency. What are we doing to our baby's brains? Or for that matter, our grandparents who are in nursing homes, you know, and they're monitoring them for, for problems uh, who, and the, are, who may already have brain issues. This is something which seems so innocent, but it, it really is not necessarily innocent in terms of partic- a developing or otherwise vulnerable brain. Well, we're getting a lot of pearls of wisdom, and we're going to continue this in our next segment. For those of you who have just tuned in, you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this break with more interesting information on autism EMFs and brain health with Dr. Martha Herbert. Mega Food Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm-fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. 
MegaFood believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvest it at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. MegaFood, from farm to tablet, our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Zymogen is pleased to announce the arrival of Fit Food, a delicious, high-quality, functional food that's formulated to support weight management, healthy body composition, glycemic management, cardiovascular and immune health, and more. Each delicious serving of Fit Food contains 21 grams of pure New Zealand-sourced bioactive whey protein, 6 grams of fiber-immune-supporting oat beta-glucan, and additional glutamine, glycine, taurine, and MCTs. Fit Food provides holistic support for today's active body. Learn more at Zymogen.com. Available now through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary carry or visit nordicnaturals.com nordic naturals committed to the planet committed to pure and great tasting omega oils the brain requires nutrition just like the rest of the body and this is where gero formulas neuro optimizer comes to the rescue neuro optimizer is a concentrated source of nutrients needed for memory mood concentration and focus neuro optimizer supplies the building blocks for neurotransmitters the chemicals that allow cells in the brain to communicate and to file away memories neuro optimizer is the nutritional answer to the brain's needs to learn more about formulas, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary. Did you know at Village Green, we offer everyday savings on top-quality nutritional supplements, including herbs and homeopathic remedies, plus personal care products and more. That's right. In addition to our other big sales events, you can save up to 20% on most everything you need for a healthier lifestyle today and every day. At Village Green, we've been providing customized nutrition and healthy living products for over 45 years. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, listeners, to the third segment of The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. We're brought to you by Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. We're here every Sunday morning at 10 AM, and I do alternate the show with Dr. Kevin Passaro, trying to bring you a lot of good information all about you and your health. And just a reminder that Village Green is your resource for questions about your health via the website and the store on Cedar Lane. Now, we're honored to be interviewing Dr. Martha Herbert, pediatric neurologist, brain researcher, writer, speaker, and integrative systems thinker. We've talked about uh, your fabulous background, uh, Dr. Herbert. We have, we're very impressed, uh, and for those who may not have heard much about uh, what you're doing and may have just turned in, I want to remind them that you founded and direct the Transcends Research Program at the Marino Center for Biomedical Imaging of Massachusetts General Hospital, Harvard Medical School, MIT, and you are a Harvard Medical School assistant professor of neurology. You're an author. You've written many scientific articles and, importantly, articles that are directed for the public. 
And I think that that's very important. Is there anything you want to add that we did not talk about before with regard to your work? Well, I am fascinated by brain health and what makes things worse and what makes things better or what things what and i i i really there's so much going on right now about how the brain can get better um it isn't exactly that you just remove the things that made it worse you've got to really repair it in a lot of ways from the cellular components to the um to the way it organizes things. A really nice book on that is Norman Deutsch's The Brain's Way of Healing. Um, and he has five stages of healing. I, in my work, focus a lot on the cellular part, which he doesn't. But I've also become more and more interested in direct brain treatments, like light photobiomodulation uh, and neural movement, kind of Anat Banyel Feldenkrais work, um, really my Anat Banyel work, which is too long of a conversation for here, but very potent. Um, but, I'm, but I'm really interested in using instrumentation like EEG to document <clears throat> the changes and improvements that come with a systematic campaign to improve brain health. And that's what we are set up to do, building out that infrastructure in the Higher Synthesis Health Program into which I folded the... Um, Body Brain Resilience Center that we started. Well, it seems to me that your unique education, your Ph.D. in the history of consciousness at the University of California, Santa Cruz, and your medical degree from Columbia University uh, College of Physicians and Surgeons, and the neurology training at Mass General, what a unique combination. It seems to me that you are really you really have a toolkit with many tools i really i you know it's funny it's a, it's not your everyday path to being a doctor <laughs> not quite <laughs> and um i like i studied with gregory bateson i had his last class back in the 70s um he was a, a remarkable systems thinker former husband of margaret mead the anthropologist wow I really learned to. Th- I, I studied with some of the great 20th century systems thinkers. I was really blessed. Um, and when I came into neurology and finished my training, and the autism thing started hitting, I'm like, oh my God, everything I've done in my life prepared me for this, um, which I had no idea while I was going through the previous phases. Um, so it, it's really learning how to think about complex, dynamic, systems that are like non-linear it's we are so used to saying this causes that and a goes to b and there's i have a paper that just came out earlier in april this year on pathways in autism we have a remarkable diagram in there figure two we mapped out we went and analyzed all the genes that were at that time in the the simons foundation the safari autism research institute gene database and we found that they the top we, we, we just looked at the top 50 things that came up. Remarkable interconnection amongst these genes. Remarkable involvement of multiple systems, of metabolism, of cell signaling, of, um, you know, that, that the genes, that it was only 12% neural, the rest, heart disease, cancer, overlaps, 
um, tremendous interconnections. The body doesn't have one system for autism and another system for cancer. The body uses things that are much more fundamental kind of machine language. I don't, they're not, we're not machines, but it's not the, the, the types of things we observe. And so when we have environmental disruption of our systems, it can ripple out through many, many systems. And that's why I feel like I hit pay dirt by taking the systems biological framework I had been using to look at, um, in my book, to, to look at, I mean, I didn't invent this, but I did it systematically, um, what toxins do in finding that the electromagnetic fields trigger the same set of, you know, the body and the cells trying to compensate and then failing to compensate. And then things starting to fall apart or get, get off in directions that you maybe don't want to go, like cancer. So um, it, you just have to get out of, like, there's, there's one gene for one behavior or one gene for one disease and, and realize that it's a complex system. And I was just blessed in having a whole lot of exposure to many different people thinking like that before I got into medicine well, it's, and before I got into neuro, neuro, neurology and neuroscience. Well, it's made, you've, you've had an amazing contribution. I, I can't, I'm not giving it enough praise. And I personally have benefited in my practice with the knowledge uh, that you've provided over the years. And so we can then look at EMFs and RFRs very similar to other xenobiotics or, or xenotoxins. They're just, they elicit the same kind of damage. Is that what I'm right. hearing? Yeah, and that gets to this concept of total load, which is that, you know, you may not hit a toxic level of any one chemical that you're exposed to, but so many of these substances go after the same pathways in the body that you could have a hundred different things hitting the same liver enzyme or hitting the same detox process, and it gets overwhelmed in aggregate. And if you then add in the EMF and RFRs stimulating or just, just complicating, hurting the same body resources, body pathways, body protective mechanisms and wearing them down, the, t the whole thing adds up to a degradation of your health, of the quality of your cell activity, of the quality of your brain activity, of the quality of your thinking. I mean, I have to say, this may be tangential in a way, but sometimes when I look at the level of political discourse going on in our country, I'm, like, I'm wondering whether we're all just confused from having too much total load and not being able to think straight <laughs> at a time of global planetary crisis, you know, when we really need to think straight worse than ever. Very well said. <laughs> and an, and an, an excellent observation. So uh, I, I would like to repeat a sentence that I thought was meaningful that the EMFs, RFRs, are important contributors to degrading the optimal chemical electrical function of our bodies, therefore detuning our brains and nervous systems. Expand on that because that's very important. Yeah, I think you picked out one of the most important sentences out of the whole thing. Detuning. Detuning. We are extraordinary organisms. We have remarkable capabilities 
based on the incredible brain power we need to stand upright. That's an enormous amount of computation that other animals don't have to do. That, that, and the, the hands that we have and the ability to manipulate fingers and the precision that's possible for us allows the most remarkable, I mean, as we speak, the Olympics are on. We see extraordinary gymnastics, and we have in other domains extraordinary music. We are all capable of something like that as part of our maturation and self-expression and, and participation in community, and yet we're, we're, we're dumbing it down. We're dumbing it down in the way we teach people, in the way we treat people in hospitals, and there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, it's easier to sort of to have routines that make money that are kind of industrialized, but it doesn't really support our potential. And unfortunately, we're, a lot of us don't really have the experience of anything that's more finely tuned. What we really need to be doing is upgrading our capacities, not degrading our capacities. And we're going to talk in the final segment uh, more about what we can do, and, and that upgrading is, is a good statement. It's a good statement, good concept. So we will go into that, and I'm just reminding those who have just tuned in, you're with The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, and we're brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. Stay with us. We'll be right back after the break with Dr. Martha Herbert. We'll be talking more about EMFs and RFRs. Solgar Number no. 7 can help you feel the difference. Solgar Number no. 7 actually shows improvement in joint comfort within seven days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar Number no. 7 is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar Number no. 7 help to increase flexibility, mobility, and range of motion within seven days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar Number no. 7 says yes. Solgar Number no. 7. Available at Village Green Apothecary. If you have arthritis, everyday tasks can become a challenge. That's why more and more doctors are recommending Arthrobin, an all-natural medical food for the dietary management of osteoarthritis. It contains a combination of bioflavonoids, which work to reduce inflammation and joint deterioration, along with collagen peptides, which increase joint mobility, function, and repair. Arthrobin is not a drug and is virtually free of negative side effects. Look for Arthrobin by Designs for Health Today, available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Multivitamins. That's right, certified organic, made with the highest quality standards, uncooked, untreated, unadulterated, non-GMO certified, vegan, and gluten-free. Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics, now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Some things are hard to stomach, and life doesn't stop for occasional immune challenges or intestinal distress. ProBalarti from Metagenics offers a new targeted probiotic approach for intestinal support. Help maintain control while traveling or as a follow-up to antibiotic therapy to support intestinal flora for healthy intestinal function. ProBalarti provides ID-certified probiotic strains suggested by research to enhance certain aspects of immune function in addition to promoting a healthy balance of intestinal microflora. ProBalarti is the go-to probiotic for patients on the go. Get it today. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. Have you ever wondered why the cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months? One theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure, our bodies don't make enough vitamin D, which is essential to proper immune function. 
That's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin D. Thorne Research's vitamin D products are made from pure vitamin D with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added. Support your immune system with Thorne's vitamin D1000 and D5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available at Village Green. Welcome back, listeners, to today's final segment of the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. I'm Dana Lake, and I alternate the show with Dr. Kevin Passaro. We're here every Sunday morning at 10 AM, and I'll be with you again next week discussing more interesting topics in nutrition. And today we've been speaking with Dr. Martha Herbert, MD, PhD, pediatric neurologist, brain researcher, writer, speaker, and integrative systems thinker. And her background is amazing. It has coalesced to enable her to make some amazing changes and amazing findings in the field of autism, but way beyond that. And we've been talking about EMFs and RFRs and brain health from fragility to resiliency. Uh, Dr. Herbert, what other pearls of wisdom do you have for us? And uh, what kind of recommendations for being smarter about exposures to uh, EMFs and RFRs? Sure. Well, uh, the first, I think that one of the surprisingly neat things about protecting yourself from the EMF, RFR overexposure is that some of the things that you can do are absolutely free. So if you have electronic things in your bedroom where you sleep, like a TV or a a base station, you should basically put everything on a strip, a power strip, and unplug it while you're sleeping. Don't keep your cell phone anywhere near where you sleep. Even putting it on airplane mode is not complete protection. You don't need that radiation anywhere near your brain or your body while you're sleeping. You're not on the phone while you're sleeping. Um, That said, I had a dream this morning about waking up and my my cell phone was giving me beautiful nature pictures with every single email, but that's a whole different story. That (laughs) isn't what really happens. Um, You... You, you, so you don't want to be exposed to things at night. Even the cell, the, the cordless phones are actually a pretty strong source of EMF. You might think about maybe not having them. Um, you can have, think about using as much wired Ethernet uh, exposure in your house and even in your workplace if you have power over it, um, what I do at home is I have a router and I can do Wi-Fi, but I keep it off except if people are over and need Wi-Fi. My own daily use is through cable. And I'm in a densely populated neighborhood, so my neighbors have it, but at least it's not in my house. Um, And I already said, please don't keep your cell phones in your pockets or your bra or close to your body. Um, And um, there are things that you can do to shield rooms, there's grounding uh, equipment. There's a controversy about smart meters, smart meters being so that the 
utility trucks can drive by and know how much electricity or whatever that you've used. And in some states, in a lot of states, you don't have the right to opt out, and a lot of people are reporting um, being sick from this. I mean, there's a, there's a book out, The Electronic Silent Spring, which talks about some of these things. There's also the problem of incredible addiction. I, I was just somebody I work with was near a, in a city in the evening just last week walking by the harbor, beautiful harbor, beautiful boats. And there were all these people in the little garden all with the kind of blue light of their screens playing Pokemon, oblivious to each other, oblivious to the scenery, people being oblivious to their children. I heard a horrible story from a woman who's written a book about this that, you know, this her uh, the mother was so excited to talk to her husband on the phone while they were she was driving her kids that she told the dad all the Christmas presents she got for the kids forgetting their kids were in the back seat. I mean, there's this kind of I can't talk to you right now, I have to answer my cell phone to your kids. We really have to examine what we're becoming and become with not only the physical exposures but the psychological addiction to not wanting to miss anything, even texting while driving, even defending texting while driving to your children. Um, I had a cartoon years ago from a local clothing store that used to take New Yorker cartoons and mail merge your name into it. And this one was a nurse at a, at a stress clinic with all these reporters. And the caption said, we have successfully removed a Palm Pilot pager, laptop, and cell phone from Ms. Herbert, and she's now resting comfortably. <laughs> you know, it was really funny. I kept it on my door for years. I still have it as a PowerPoint slide. Um, because what do we need all, this, all the time? You know, it's, it, it's, it's both physically and psychologically degrading to the point that we lose track of our own centeredness and our own priorities and our own, our own rudder, our own compass. So I think it's a really, really important point to be dealing with. Um, the other thing that's really scary is what these technologies may be doing to the birds and the bees. I mean, the terrible decline in bees may be not just pesticides and infections from vulnerable immune systems, but in, in confusion of navigating systems and cellular systems from the EMF. If we don't have our bees, we don't have a food harvest. So this is a really big deal. And as usual in this kind of situation, the, the public debate is confused. There's a book called, oh, goodness, it's called um, Doubt is Their Product, and it's about how industry creates a lot of confusion in public debates about science, so you just can't see what's staring you in the face by bringing up a lot of irrelevant issues or asking questions that divert attention. Um, but we really, we really... We're, we're, I mean, I worry that we have all these technologies so we can keep the economy going, and meanwhile, everything else is taking a hit for it. So I think that we need to really rethink how much of what of this that we need. I mean, I like my computer. I like my communications. I like searching the web and all of this. But um, at what price do we do all these things? At what price? Do I hold a phone to my head to the point where a few years later I make it, might get a glioblastoma tumor? You know, the, the federal government had a study released a few months ago 
that they had a hard time really releasing, showing that there was risk of cancer in rats exposed. So the industry side said these exposures are really, really high, but actually it isn't that simple. And this is the way the debates are going to go back and forth. Somebody will always have an answer for a claim of risk. And I would advocate the precautionary principle, which is look both ways before you cross. Don't wait for the dead bodies, but take precaution before the harm occurs. And I would recommend in every way possible. Uh, I think I said I mentioned the website Less EMF. Um, there are a lot of websites out there. Some of them sell things. I can't vouch for all these products. Some of them have good concepts, but they, it's not like we get lots of money. Not we. I'm not involved with any of these products to test them. But be careful. And also stand up for your rights. Like you shouldn't have to have a smart meter in your house. I was able to refuse one here in Massachusetts. Very smart advice on the smart meters. Um, there, I noted that there are smart meter shields that can be installed. And I think on that uh, site you mentioned, less EMFs, there are a lot of good ideas. Uh, some of them seem a little bit difficult to accomplish, but some of them are, are pretty simple. Uh, simple changes to make, and you just gave us a litany of simple changes to make. Very important. Uh, There's another one called Dirty Electricity, which is even before EMF, the jitter on our electricity lines from all of our appliances, you can put in meters, not me- these, I don't know if they're meters, they're filters that you just plug into your outlets that lower that jitter. Um, and there's a book called Dirty Electricity by an epidemiologist arguing that increases in cancer since correlated with electrification. So that's a whole other thing even prior to EMF that is on the so-called radar, radar screen, forgive the expression, in the present context. And I just want to remind everyone, if they want more information, your website is www.marthaherbert.org. And I want to thank you so much for the many pearls of wisdom. Very interesting. Uh, We will definitely have you back, but you can update us with your work. And thank you for being with us. Thank you. And thank you, listeners, for joining us on The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. You can access this show or any of the previous shows through myvillagegreen.com. As our lives move forward, I am reminded that every day is a new day, every minute a new minute, giving us many opportunities to make positive, health-enhancing choices. Please remember, it's not the number of breaths you take. It's the moments that take your breath away. This is Dana Lake and Village Green wishing each and every one of you good health and a breathtaking day. Did you know at Village Green we offer everyday savings on top quality nutritional supplements including herbs and homeopathic remedies plus personal care products and more. That's right. In addition to our other big sales events, you can save up to 20% on most everything you need for a healthier lifestyle today and every day. At Village Green, we've been providing customized nutrition and healthy living products for over 45 years. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com.